What's up? This is uh, Stu. This is Jay. As I suddenly slam on the brakes. <laughs> and you're Welcome to Riders of the Dawn. You are watching slash listening Riders of the Dawn. Today we're going to talk about Johnny Mnemonic, the uh, legendary, the legendary uh, cyberpunk, which I'm going to call urban, the, uh, fantasy, urban today. fantasy today. <laughs> um, it's and I call it urban fantasy for two reasons. One is because it is it's like there's a there's a genre of fantasy called um, or not fantasy necessarily but uh, magic within fantasy called like um, magic punk or something. It's like, no, it's well. There's mana punk. Is mana one punk. Thing, that's what I'm thinking. But then of. there's um, like technocracy, which is it sounds like a like a like a technology based. Uh, Theocracy, but it's uh, what do they call it? It's it's basically magic through technology. Okay. Um, so you could think of Johnny Mnemonic as like the first, <laughs> the first of these. And of yeah. course, I'm saying this because I really want to hit that SEO hard because <laughs> well, uh, you could put that in the description. The video doesn't have SEO, dude. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> Not yet. Hey, hey you know what? People people are gonna be putting <laughs> subtitles on this, and that's gonna hit the SEO. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> As long as, as long as we don't say anything too conservative, that we can keep monetizing the video. Yeah. Um, so Johnny Newman, <laughs> Johnny starring Mon Keanu Reeves. I think this came out in 1996, or no, I think 1996. It was it was earlier than that because when did was the Matrix it? come out? It was before the Matrix. Oh, it was way before the Matrix. Yeah, Matrix came out in 98 or 99. I think Matrix. God, I want to say Matrix came out in 99. I think it was before that because I don't. I wasn't in high school yet. When the Matrix came out? Yeah. No, you had to have been. I remember seeing the Matrix with my dad. Same. I remember seeing the Matrix with my dad. And my dad was like, "What was that?" And I was like, "That was cool." That was and, the best movie ever. And my dad was like, "That was actually really cool," but I have no idea what all that was about. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, there was another one I saw. I saw another one with him in the same year called The Thirteenth Floor that was based on a, I think a Philip K. Dick story. Uh, called Simulacron 13. That wasn't Philip K. Dick. That's someone else. Uh, that one was basically like the inspiration for Matrix, but then they made a movie out of it the same year, and the movie wasn't very good. You know, it's like, yeah. ah, what are those situations? Especially compared to The Matrix. Yeah, uh, The Matrix did it really well. Anyway, we were going to talk about Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic is this movie with Keanu Reeves. Um, Henry Rollins is in it. Yes. Uh, Ice-T is in it. Yeah. It's all uh, your favorite, all your favorite <laughs> B-movie actors slash A-list rappers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so let's, it's got it's got some, it's got some interesting cast. Ice-T somehow works in this role. Henry Rollins somehow works in this role as, like, this, yeah. as this, like, pissed-off doctor. Um, it's, it's really, it was really uh, an interesting movie. Now, here's the thing about Johnny Mnemonic. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> It sucks, but it, it it's such a funny, interesting movie to watch in the two thousand whatever yeah freaking year, year this year is. This is in the um, current year in the current year, <laughs> uh, because of the way that it treats technology. And I was, yeah. the, it's one of these funny things that like when you write. So in the nineties, dystopian futures were like a big thing because mm. people people were even though the Soviet Union had fall, all, fallen, all of a sudden people were in some kind of despair about like this bleak corporate future where like and so so like the movie starts off with like corporations rule the world I'm like that, that it, it that can't work it can't work that way because uh, corporations only exist because government creates the concept of corporations 
right? So like, if the government falls, the corporations also fall. That's so that wouldn't yeah. happen. That's just that. I know that that's like a political thing and all this, but it's it's true. It's stupid. It's stupid to think about that. Like, and plus, you know, we just got done talking about anarchist Tolkien, so it fits. <laughs> Um, but Johnny Mnemonic is really about this guy who has a basically a giant hard drive implanted in his brain. Yeah, and, and, it, and it, he at the cost of his memories. Yeah, so, so he like can't remember because of the the surgery that took yeah, took out part of his brain to put this thing yeah. in, and it exists so he could smuggle data. Yeah, and so it's like it's classic cyberpunk. So, so when when you talk about a punk genre, it's really about. Um, Taking, taking part of what makes you human and making it machine, or making it, um, you know, something else. So cyberpunk, it's it's technology implanted into, into human beings. Yeah, steampunk. Uh, it's steampunk just is Victorian technology. Yeah. Then you have mana punk, which is really like magic technology. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of like I mean maybe we call it like a subgenre of science fiction fantasy probably a subgenre of science fiction really because yeah. it focuses the focus is usually on technology on some level yeah. but um, technology presented in a, in a different way from what uh, you would expect it to be presented with where you have Star Trek which is showing like you know a, a more ascendant kind of man where, where people are capable of great things um, and they're still pretty human versus um Johnny Mnemonic, where yeah. people are cyberized and uh, mechanized, or, or the or, Matrix, uh, same thing, or Eight Men After, <laughs> the classic anime we should talk about. Oh, or uh, Ghost in the Shell, Ghost which is coming Shell, out, uh, which has cyberpunk elements for sure. Uh, or uh, Prophet of the Godseed. Prophet of the Godseed has yeah. cyberpunk elements. It's mostly it's mostly hard sci-fi though, just to warn you. These <laughs> <laughs> so people get this like, what? I don't understand. Why? How did two thousand years take place? Are they two thousand years old? It's like, no, they're sixty. It's like, yeah. well, how did that happen? It's like, relativity. You know, yeah. like, I, do I need to have a, a character do a soliloquy on relativity? It's like, the answer is, kind after of. market research, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that this People don't come equipped with, with knowledge of early 20th century physics. No no insults intended if you don't, if you don't yeah. understand the general theory of relativity. Um, anyway. So, uh... This so, character, this character, is basically being chased by all kinds of people trying to trying to basically drill into his head and steal steal this data. And and at some point in the movie, someone approaches him about actually what he's carrying yeah. because he doesn't he doesn't know. And he's um, car- what he's carrying is this cure for this disease. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember the disease. They had a they had letters for it. It was it it was intended to be. Future AIDS. That's that was yeah. what it was clearly intended to be. It's intended to be future AIDS. So like, um, it was called NAS or something like nervous something syndrome. And Johnny Mnemonic hires a female bodyguard who's a bodyguard because of her speed, not the drug, but like because she's fast. Because she's fast. I don't know. But she also has this disease that's beginning to set in. And she's like, I'm going to die, and I'm not going to be able to do this, and blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, they find out he's got the cure for this disease, and, of course, the corporations want to don't want to give it to people. Uh, for because some reason. For some reason. You know, they're like, well, we can... I, I think it was maybe like a, a reference to... 
AIDS drugs back in the 90s were super expensive. And it's not that they're cheap now, but compared to the 90s. To the yeah. 90s, it was like, if you wanted to take your AIDS drugs and not, you know, not turn into like a, a, a waif and die, it costed, I'm trying to remember, it costed like 80 grand a year. Yeah, it was. Well, and we, this is where this is where the South Park joke about Magic Johnson came from. Yeah, the, the cash money into his Yeah, arms. the cash is what cured his is what cured his HIV. Um, so all of that all of that sets the tone for what they were trying to allegorically say there about this. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's that turns out that's what he's carrying, and, and realizing that the people he's supposed to deliver it to. I don't remember if they got killed or not. I, I all of a sudden I'm blanking on that particular piece. I, well, of I think I don't think that they got killed. I think what happened was was he decides not to give it to them. Oh yeah, it was another corporation. Yeah, yeah, he decides not to give it to them, and then uh, they broadcast it using the dolphin. I know this. Sound, if you haven't seen this movie, yeah. this sounds retarded, <laughs> and it kind of is. But I mean, uh, shout out to B Movie Bros because this is this is right up. This is right up your guys' alley. Yeah, I think uh, Johnny Mnemonic is <laughs> definitely a B movie. It's totally worth watching. Yeah, and and so yeah, and let let me actually I want to talk about one particular topic in it, which is so whenever you write a science fiction thing, what you're projecting into the future is like what what's our technology going to look like in the future? Is it going to be really cool? Is it going to be new and exciting? What's it going to look like, and what's it going to be? The people who wrote Johnny Mnemonic clearly didn't have a firm grasp of the technology in like 1993 in order to project forward what that technology would be like in 2030 or whenever the, yeah. whenever the thing takes place. Uh, because usually what you want to think of is like, how do you take this current concept and propel it forward into the future and make it ultra badass? So think of a Star Trek communicator. A Star Trek communicator in the 1960s was like, what if we have a telephone, but it's this big, fits in your hand, and it can communicate in the spaceship? It's like, bam, that's it. You know, that's what they can have in the future technology. It's like an ultra radio. Yeah. And they so they took the concept of a radio and just made it better. And now we're talking to you by filming us on the, on the tiny cell phone that's more powerful than the computers my grandfather designed yeah. <laughs> that went to the moon. <laughs> you know? But you um, still have to buy that Texas Instrument calculator. Yes, and by that TI-89 that we used in like 1912 like, or yeah. whenever, whenever I had calculus. You're not that old, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so there's all kinds of stuff like that. So, you know, they have CRT monitors, Yeah. which, you know, LCDs weren't a big thing then. They had them in Game Gears and Game Boys, right? But they, didn't, they probably weren't thinking like, oh, what if that were big? Or like, what if it was flat, you know? So they had CRT monitors everywhere. They, when they plug in to his brain, they're like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna upload this file. It's 320 gigabytes. Which for them, they were probably thinking like, that's a lot. And now we're like, 320 gigs is not that much. It's like World of Warcraft. You know? <laughs> like a, it's like a clean install of WoW. <laughs> you know? It's like a click. It's like the Japanese version of Final Fantasy 13 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it, actually, I think it was less than that. They're like, oh, well, you can use your. It's like, I'm going to use my data doubler. It's like, what does that mean? Yeah, well, I don't <laughs> right? Know. Like, there's a confined number of space that you can write ones and zeros in most technology. 
Oh, but this exceeds this exceeds your capacity. It's fine. Jack me in. And they're like, Jack click, me they in. plug into his skull and they like uh, they put the data in anyway. It's like, oh, you're gonna get like synaptic leakage, and it's like. What? The data's gonna leak into your brain! <laughs> and I'm like, that is the dumbest thing! It's like, what, what, who thought? There's a fixed capacity to like electronic storage, guys. It's not, it's not like, oh, uh, I have an audio cassette in my brain. Well, we have 70 minutes of music. Recorded anyway! Let it get recorded right into my synapses and my nervous system! And so he starts to kind of go crazy from like the data leaking into his brain. And the other thing is like, oh, you're gonna corrupt the data, you're gonna lose the data. It's like, if you, it, you know, you could try, why don't you try this? Open up, open up that system 32 file on your hard drive and just delete a random file and see how that works. See how that works out. <laughs> just find a folder and delete it. Just like corrupt the hell out of your data and see if that's recoverable. Yeah. Um, and so the thing is like, that's another part. It's it, it just, just one of those funny things. Yeah, it's like, do, oh, do the dad is going to leak into his brain. And then this great this great line by Ice-T, the greatest line <laughs> Ice-T has ever said, you got to hack your own brain. <laughs> Ice-T, man. Oh, it goes from cop killer to... I can't deliver it the way he delivered it. Only Ice-T can deliver that line. Gotta hack your brain! Oh, man. Um, You know, they have have this this guy who's like, thinks he's Christ, but he's full of, like, cyborg parts. That's kind of of a fun idea. um, They're like, the, the interface that they use for their computers is virtual reality. The idea of virtual reality was huge in the oh, 90s. Yeah. So, like, he's he's like getting all these random parts and assembling them into a computer, and he puts on the glove, he puts on the, the mask, yeah. and then they showed this like C- CG thing, and he's like he's like doing all this stuff with his hands to like try to operate a computer. I'm like, why why would you make an interface for operating operating a computer more complicated yeah. than it was? Like, you know, back in 1994. You had to have a lot more knowledge to operate a computer than you do now. They've made it way easier. Like it's like, oh, how do I run? How do I load up MechWarrior Two? It's like, well, you first you got to get over to the C drive, and then you got to find yeah, and then you got to find load the application. Your, load up your DOS prompt and know exactly the file extension location and type that in, and then and then maybe it loads, but but your sound doesn't work. Well, did you load Sound Blast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all this kind of crap, and so. That was their imagining of it, and and the CG sequences look like crap compared to today, but you could kind of imagine what they were trying to do. Except, I can't imagine anyone would prefer to operate a well, computer in the way that. They and it, it wasn't even like it was CG, but it it was like if you ever have been to the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk, they had these giant VR machines, and they were just polygons, like yeah. <laughs> enormous like uh, pastel colored polygon blocks. And like you had this little gun, and it shot like it looked. It, 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 it looked shot like a pixel, the, and it hit the blocks, and like other pixels popped off it. Uh, imagine like um, asteroids. Look, yeah, yeah. Asteroids, but in three D. That's what it looked like. It actually looked like MechWarrior Two. Now that I think about it, <laughs> with worse graphics. Somehow. Yeah, it was. Well, was it? Dude, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they were like pastel colored polygons. They didn't even try. Well, yeah, MechWarrior 2 was pretty pastel colored. I remember thinking it was really cool that, like, my 
my little uh, mech had like some camouflage paint on it that was like seven pixels wide. Well, I, I, I thought Mech Warrior had some texture. Barely any. Okay. Barely. That's, uh, that's any. still more Virtually than VR in the 90s. <laughs> that's still more than VR in the 90s. Uh, Mech Warrior 2 is abandonware, by the way. You guys could play it for free. I still consider it the best, most authentic Battletech game that they've made. Uh, just isn't, by the way. So anyway, their, their projection of technology to me was is really silly when you watch it in 2017, um, because they they were being really imaginative, but they just weren't really thinking. They really weren't thinking in in the direction of where technology would go because they didn't really well, grasp how their current technology and, works. And I I understand why it's because it's it's a dystopian film. And if you're thinking in terms of, of dystopia, like you're not, your imagination of, 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 the, of the technology curve is going to be different because if, it's, yeah. if suddenly the world is, is dystopian, there's not, there's not progress. There's, you know, and you see this with how the characters interact. It's that uh, things aren't safe. And it's going to leak into your brain, man. It's, it's not like, like, not clean I guess is the only way yeah. I can say it. it's like you know back alley back alley alley surgery type implants is what we're talking about so you know it's like there's a meme floating around right now it's like I bet I bet in the future they'll have flying cars and then it's like 2017 you know fashion is like got it got a penis, penis on, on the front the, of the, the, front pants. Of the pants it's like this is what this is the world we live in. Yeah, great. Um, Although we, we do have like magical telepathy devices, which are pretty, yeah, which are pretty cool. And people don't like to people don't like to talk about that. They just like to make jokes. Yeah, so, I'm all about the jokes too. So yeah, I'm all about them too. So it's, it's all good. Keep yeah. those memes flowing. And they had they had this other thing in Johnny Mnemonic. So like they had the rebel faction that lived inside like the Brooklyn Bridge or something. They lived inside this bridge, and uh, they had a dolphin. This was so funny, but it's so 90s. Like, if you guys, do you guys remember um, Sequest? <laughs> Sequest, dude. Are you the serious? The submarine show? Sequest. Sequest. Oh, my God. Which was, like, about, they, they had this, like, strong political well, side to, like, ocean. All I remember. I, I had the guy from the, Jaws in it. <laughs> now, Sequest the movie or Sequest the cartoon show? Was it Sequest? Maybe I'm thinking... It was a... No, it was a one-hour sci-fi drama show about this giant submarine that... Oh, like, I never saw this one. Uh, I don't know this one. Anyway. Oh, no, I remember. <laughs> okay, yeah. Had the guy from Jaws in it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, Sequest... Sequest is so 90s. It's the most 90s thing that I can, like, really think Other of. than Johnny Mnemonic. Other than Johnny Mnemonic. Which is really 90s. Which is really 90s. Um, Sequest had this... This, there was this whole obsession with like ocean life in the 90s and like how bad the oceans are and, they and every, every single person ever wanted they, to they be a marine biologist and it's one of these things the like the oceans haven't gotten any better however yeah. people just got tired of thinking about them I think it's so like people have forgotten that there's like there's a giant island of floating garbage plastic garbage in the middle of the Pacific Ocean from like all the garbage coming off of Central America and, and like mostly Central America, but also, like, the United States. Uh, just kind of swirls around in the middle of the ocean and gets yeah. destroyed by the sun. It's, it, you know... Anyway, dolphins it's, were cool. Yeah, dolphins! <laughs> People were like, dolphins have bigger brains than humans. It's like, go figure, they also have bigger bodies. Elephants have bigger <laughs> brains than humans, too. But they also have bigger bodies. It's like, but dinosaurs had brains the size of peanuts. Like, that's not true, dude. 
<laughs> well, they took a cast of it inside of a skull once. Like, no. Uh, but the point is, they had this dolphin with this, like, brain cage on and these, like, crazy, uh, like, little... Like, electrodes. Yeah, like, like, shooting off of it. Yeah, and, and, and he, uh, he could plug into the computer and he, because he had this ultra brain, he was an ultra-hacking dolphin. Ultra-hacking dolphin! Yeah, and the way that they imagined hacking was like, you know, Johnny Mnemonic's like flying through this like CG computer, like yeah. blasting stuff. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what hacking is. Oh, and and like in 2017, you talk to someone who knows anything about cybersecurity, it's like, how's hacking work? It's like, well, you know, I, I call them up and I'm like, password bureau here, I need your password. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, okay, my password is left shade one two three it's like thank you sir have a nice day that password sounds great i'll be checking in with you again <laughs> that's that's hacking into it and in 2005 hacking was let me turn on this automated sniffer or packet sniffer and i'll break this break this network or let me let me let me turn yeah, on this hacking was like a lot of front load work and then pressing a button, pressing a button and then, and then running rainbow tables and stuff and, and trying millions of password combinations till you just got through but as the actual person doing it it was a lot of just waiting yeah as long as just like okay um uh, we'll wait around back. Uh, i'm gonna go eat some top ramen here i created this hacking machine out of a gtx 270 i'm gonna turn it on and hack all these networks and i'll be back later i think to most of our li our listeners you just said random letters and letters. <laughs> Yeah, I my, I had a friend whose dad built a hack an automated hacking machine out of an NVIDIA graphics chip because of all the all the parallel processing that happens, it makes it really easy to to try all these different combinations when you're packet sniffing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, the Johnny point Mnemonic it, was the, awesome. It, it was an awesome movie, but it was like one of these things like people in the '90s didn't know anything about computers. Like they're filmmakers, and they're like, okay, yeah. well, we need a scene where he hacks somebody, and it's like. There was probably somebody along the way. It's like, well, I don't. Okay, well, how do you hack? I guess that I'm, there's a dude at a computer and he's doing stuff and then he breaks yeah. into something. That's yeah. hacking. And it's, it's like, like burglary, but virtual reality. I, I'm trying to think of a comparison. It'd be like somebody who's never who's never like hunted before, and they're like, okay, well, we need to see him hunting. It's like, well, he goes out and there's a deer and he kills it and eats it. It's like, okay, let's have that. And so a guy like walks out his door and and like. There's a deer in the throws a spear a hundred yards and hits a deer and the deer falls over dead and then he like the next scene he's and when he the when deer. he walks over to it it's already cut into nice like little cutlets yeah and he, just, he eats the deer and the deer. next day it's like I'll kill another deer it's like have you have you even played Oregon Trail man yeah. come on it's like, you can't always, carry all that back you'd only carry back seventy pounds of meat that's right and then you died of dysentery <laughs> yeah so. This is one of those things, like, you just think, we need a scene of them hacking. What was that other one? Password Swordfish? Where it's like, uh, you're going to hack this yeah. computer while you're getting a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> I heard someone compare Swordfish to Fight Club. It's like, it was like Fight Club, but hacking. It's like, what? No, it was bad. <laughs> That's what it was. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Wasn't John Travolta in that one? John Travolta and Haley, Halle Berry. It's one, one of the only times you get to see... Halle Berry naked. No, no, yeah, there's, yeah, she, so she had a topless scene in it. People remembered that really vividly back then for I some reason. I don't, I don't, I, I don't think I were like, I saw it one. in theaters when I was in high school with like my friend Lee, and we were like, whoa! <laughs> whoa! This is back during the days of dial up. <laughs> you gotta give us a break. Oh, man. Uh, uh. 
Anything, I mean, how does, what's the resolution? I don't, I don't even remember what the resolution is. I just remember the, what's really fun about it is the, it's the setting. The setting is what is fun about Johnny Newman. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's this dystopian, like, corporate setting. Um, Yeah, it's, it's, it expresses, like, all of the dark ideas of the 90s in, like, one little, one little tight little movie that. (laughs) And the rainbow at the end is the dolphins. They, they, they cure they cure the um, they cure the hyper cybernetic AIDS yeah they cure cyber AIDS and, and everybody sells off in the sunset Johnny Mnemonic gets his memories back after this. <laughs> Somehow, yeah. you're like well cut it out of your brain and you get your memories back it's like wait wait what <laughs> <laughs> I don't think neurology works that way guys <laughs> no but neuroplasticity and like we'll just take some Plastic and we'll stuff it in your brain. Yeah, That's my. How it works. It's like, oh yeah, my brain will recover the memories of my childhood. What? No. Wait, can you do that for me? I don't remember stuff. I, I remember too many things. Eternal sunshine Bird. of the spotless oh, mind. No. Next, on Writers of the Dawn. <laughs> that was a good movie. It was. I enjoyed that, was a really that one good movie. as well. All right, guys, we're out of time. So, um, I imagine we'll see you next time. Um, hopefully. <laughs> uh, so long as everything goes well today, you will see us again. Um, we are on YouTube. If you're watching this on the video, then obviously you know that. Uh, but you can still find us on SoundCloud. Uh, I'm Jay. You can find me at MatthewJWellman.com. I am Stu. You may find me at DavidVStewart.com and DBSPress.com. And that's I think that's it. All right, that's it. Uh, buy my book. Buy it. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.